Hello and welcome to another edition of Sunday Stories, where we tell the stories of the people who make North Church Guthrie such a special place to be. I'm your host, Corey White. On this episode, which drops on the fifth anniversary of North Church Guthrie, we welcome in Pastor Hetty Coleman. Enjoy the conversation. I want to take you back to 2019, early spring of 2020. What were you seeing in the church at that time? Because I don't know, I didn't see the numbers, yeah. you know, but I, I attended the services and it, I, you you could see some growth. There. Yeah. Yeah. No, we were definitely. So I, I think I'd take us back to like 2018, uh, 20, 2017. I feel like we, we had some really good momentum. I end up running for office. Uh, and then I think somewhere in that summer after I, that summer that I ran and then, you know, the election wasn't until November probably just kind of a distraction trying to do both things. Uh, I, I feel like we kind of lost some of the m- momentum that we had as a church because ever since we started in 2016, I felt like 2016, 2017, we were seeing some really good growth. And then I feel like we dipped, but then 2019 fall of 2019, uh, we started G3 and that's groups gathering to grow, which was on, it's on Wednesday nights. And so what happens is everyone comes together we have a meal together starting at 6.30, and then we break into small groups. Sometimes at 7, I will get up and I give a, just a short, encouraging word. But then everybody breaks into the small groups. And what happened during that time of us starting to host that, I started seeing that people were inviting people to come to dinner. And because of the connections that they had with people at G3, it kind of started pouring over into our Sunday experiences as well. And so in in January, February, we start seeing this growth as far as numbers go. But also, I think people were growing spiritually because of that small group setting. We we like to say that we are a church of of groups, and um, we really believe in that because discipleship is something that is super key when you start talking about individuals growing, and then the church growing in a healthy way. Uh, when people start digging in God's word and just really growing themselves. Uh, you just see some really cool growth in that, and that's and that's really what it's all about. But we'll we'll talk about that later. But 2019, uh, then fall 2019, going to the winter, going to January, then February, and then as everybody knows, uh, there's this little thing called COVID that began to take place. And tell me March, more about that. I haven't. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Sure I haven't heard about that. What, <laughs> yeah, what is this thing? Right. Yeah. yeah, COVID. And so the crazy thing is in February, April, no March. Uh, so March, April, March, April, um, I go and um, pray at the Capitol. And the first case that we found was at the Capitol. I believe it was the first COVID case that, that had been spotted was at the Capitol. I was there. In Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, yes. Um, Oklahoma State Capitol. And my wife and I both end up getting uh, COVID. So let me let me clarify we went to the doctor. The doctor deemed us to have COVID because during that time, there was not as many tests available. So they were not just testing people unless you ended up actually coming to the hospital. I say that we would have been in the hospital, but we had these neb- this nebulizer machine at our home that we were taking to help clear our lungs so we can breathe. But just really bad calls, really bad uh, the fever, back pains and things like that. And so we were out of the mix for about almost a month. And uh, it was just a crazy time. When did so there was probably? I mean, I guess there's always a moment where you know, for me, it's 
where you you realize this is a thing, this is real. And for you, it was probably probably was getting sick. Yeah, I don't. You know what? I I think it was when everything shut down is when it got like, oh, we're really this is a real thing. You know, I think it was doing. You get that in the the Thunder game happens, and then things start shutting down to a to to the degree that like all the stores are closing, people aren't getting out. Like that's what made it really. There's, feel there's real. no TP anywhere. You can't find TP. No, it's no, like, t- yeah. no toilet paper. And then during this time, like when they shut down everything, we're pretty much quarantined and stuck in the house. So then we're living in a bedroom together, my wife and I, so we wouldn't get the kids sick. And uh, that that made it real, but I think even more so is um, just the way that the, the town shut down. And I remember my first time after being sick for about a month, I got the chance to drive through town, and it was almost it was like a ghost town. And I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is this is crazy." What where what were the conversations like? Uh, you I, you might have been virtual at this point, Zoom. Uh-huh. Um, you know, but you're probably talking with some of the you know the leadership in Edmond and. Um, you all are probably having parallel conversations about what are we going to do? Yeah. You know, when was that and and what were those conversations like? Yeah. um, You know, again, you just don't have any control. So the conversations were more more about how do we continue to learn? First of all, what's going to happen? What is the uh, leadership at the state level thinking? Um, What does it look like for us to continue to have experiences if we can't be uh, on site. Thank God that we had already had um, some um, some consistent behavior in showing our experiences online. So we were already doing that. And so whenever they shut down everything, we just really started uh, amping that up to the next level and really making sure that people knew that they can come and be connected online. And from that, we learned a lot of great things about out of COVID, like very, it's a very negative thing, but at the same time, there's a lot of great things that we learned as a church that we continue to try to do and do it better. And that's one of the things is kind of keeping that online presence, uh, people being able to connect over Zoom. You yourself uh, was leading a group over Zoom, and more people are being able to do that. We're about to start School of Ministry, and I believe this is our fourth year of uh, School of Ministry. Before that, we didn't have a Zoom option. So now some people who live in the Guthrie area can now, or live in any area, can now participate in our School of uh, Ministry. So those kind of things, COVID being all that it is, there was some really cool stuff that came out of that as well. You, you know, you have a presence on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, you've got your. That's something that you are very versed in, uh, both uh, through the church and through your uh, personal life as well. Was that? Did those talents come in handy? Probably. I'm sure they came in handy during COVID, <laughs> just to help the church and help people stay connected. And what did you learn? I mean, I'm sure you grow a little bit yeah. when, when you've got to try and connect with people, and all of a sudden it's all on social media. Yeah, you just learn that you just got to keep swinging. In a sense of like, you you got to keep trying to um, provide content that's going to connect with people. There's the way that I approach social media and, and kind of the way the team has kind of looked at it is like, we want to post content to where people can learn about each other and learn just 
in that learning about each other, it helps us be able to, oh, I know who Corey White is, you know, because of what we may see or we may we know who the church is or we know uh, who the Bible is. So how do we get continue to help people learn about one another, but just learn in general? And then the next thing is how do we provide content that inspires people to make them want to continue to get up and get out of bed and keep moving or, or want to go into the next level in their spiritual growth? So how do we inspire people? And then the next thing and some of that learning about each other goes to this third thing, and that's connecting. Connect. And so we want to provide content and be engaging so that we can connect with people. Uh, but also we want to see people connecting with one another. I think one of the things that we really ramped up during that season was our Facebook groups. And so we really kind of took not just a page and, and posted things like that, but we found, hey, let's start a group and get a little bit more personal, have a little bit more fun. We, we, we're a very fun church online. And so but in our groups, we want to even go funner and ask questions that every day things that we can connect with every on as everyday people. And so, um, yeah, man, I, I think the thing that I learned is like, you just, social media is hard, you know, especially when you're looking at it and doing it from a, a professional perspective, meaning like some of my job and the way that I connect with my customers are in this sense, connect with the people who go to our church. Like it's not an easy thing to provide content that people really grab a hold to and, and want to be able to share and make them want to leave a comment and do all those things. And, in that you want to continue to try to be as creative as possible, but you just got to keep showing up. And I think that's the key to it. And I, 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 I say, Edmund, but Oklahoma city, you know, uh -huh. they're there. That's where the, the messages are coming out of, yep. um, you know, the online experiences. Uh, but you still need to stay engaged with the people of Guthrie. And a part of that is, is doing it on social media. Mm -hmm. And uh, you just were averse to the fact that you had to. But another part is is also making sure you're making those intimate, personal, one-on-one -on -one connections. Yep. Um, so how are you doing that? Are you doing it via Zoom? Or what, what does that look like? Yeah, so during that time of like March, um, April, May, and then June, I think we started kind of opening back up and people started being able to come on site. Uh, but even now there's still people who don't come on site. And so you try to do things like I'm thankful for text messages. Uh, I'm thankful for the ability to make calls, uh, writing handwritten notes. Uh, but yeah, you also have zoom and Google meets and things like that and scheduling times to get connected with people through that. And so I just try to make, um, um, I just try to try to be uh, diverse in how I reach people. And so uh, I make what I call a love list. I just kind of titled this thing uh, where I make a love list every day and just try to touch three to five people. And then I just try to encourage the people who, who would be uh, the core team as far as uh, North Church Guthrie to be doing the same. Like, hey, how can we write a note? How can we call somebody? How can we send a text? And then we, when we have meetings, we talk about, okay, who haven't we seen in a while? And then in that, if we make a list of people that we haven't seen in a while, then we kind of divvy that up and say, well, let's send out a text. Let's make a phone call. Let's jump on FaceTime, whatever it needs to be to just let people know, hey, I'm here. I noticed that you were gone. Uh, we love you. And so. Well, I know I, I've gotten uh, some notes from you and I, I have to, I know there's others doing this, but I, I, I will get, you know, I'll miss church a couple weeks. I'm, I'm getting a message from <laughs> Shane Bowers. Shane Bowers is sending me a message. Yes, yes. Well, I'll be miss you, bro. So, yes, you know, yes. I, know I, can, I can see that. I mean, I can see that work yep. in progress. Hedy, you are uh, a, a person who, and I've, I've said this, but I mean, you just, your ability around people, I mean, is, is second to none in the way you engage people. 
uh, you're even you even have a greeting. I don't know if I call it a company, but a greeting, <laughs> Hattie greets. Yeah, uh, yeah. For you in COVID, this is from a personal standpoint. This has just got to be killing you. This is so true. Um, you know, I know what I'm good at, and I know what what it allows for me to be able to connect with people and how I do that. Uh, COVID definitely. Uh, put a hamper on that for me, meaning like I like to walk. So I, we're in Guthrie, America. I like to walk downtown. I like to go in and out of businesses. I like to go in school. So we had three programs in three different schools where I was able to connect with the students. But not only that, you connect with the teachers. You get to, you in some ways, you get to connect with the families. And all these things are about, for me, is about showing up, going out and, and greeting and, and having people invite me to come and greet at events. It's all about how can I connect? with people how can i love them it's not even about preaching to people but it's about how do you love folks how do you connect with people how do you fist bump how do you ask the right questions to learn more about them so that they can feel that they matter and and and, and from that i'm always hoping that someone will send me a text message or or message me or see me and they're like hey why is it that you try to connect with me in such a way or, or whatever. So you then share, share Jesus Christ with people and hopefully in their hearts respond to that. And then that next step is like, get them plugged into a church, get them plugged in God's word and let them see them grow. And then they go out and do the same thing. And, and cause we're a body. When you start talking about our faith and being Christians and who Jesus Christ is, we are a body and I need Corey white and hopefully Corey white needs me and we work together. And then that way we keep growing the body of Christ. And uh, we, we find that we have way more success uh, and reaching more people when that happens because we all provide a different gift. And, and you, I think one of the things I encourage people to do is like own that gift. Now, sometimes some people may have three or four gifts and really good at something. But if you just got one, I always tell people, like, I got one gift and I'm going to use that thing. I, I know that I have the ability to, to exhort people, to come around people and connect with people. And I'm going to use that. And if I, don't, if I don't get any other gift, I think hopefully when I get to heaven, God will be like, well, you weren't perfect. But, I, you know, I appreciate you using your gifts to, to, to bring light to people's lives. So. You, you know, you're going through, uh, you know, 2019 through the summer, um, you know, you start the, the, the continual conversation where you're, you're all online. And when you start those conversations of how do we how do we bring this thing back? Yep. You know, what did those look like? Yeah. So uh, you, you really, again, it's new to everybody. Like nobody's ever been in this um and has had this experience. Well, nobody that I know, I guess years ago, you know, we had pandemics and things like that. Not uh, in the modern age. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Not in the modern age. And so, you know, some of most of it is just trusting God, like believe that God is going to give you something and you move on it. You just trust like, okay, I'm going to pray. This is God. It's kind of like, so we meet in the school. Uh, was our primary location was meeting in a school due to COVID. The school had different uh, policies and things that they play, put in place that they felt like would help keep the kids and the teachers safer. And so that kind of interfered with how we went about doing our experiences. And so uh, in that the first time we came back, we we went to what we call the depot, which is a, a bigger building here in Guthrie, but we just had to find a place. And so I just looked and thought about the different opportunities that we could take advantage of to go and meet that first time. And we did that. And then after that, we just continued to try to find places. We were meeting out in the parking lot. And then we brought this big screen uh, to the parking lot and let people watch the experience that way. Even though it was still online, you still had people being able to come together, 
connect. We were all out in the parking lot spread out. We brought uh, food trucks. And so just really trying to be creative in, in bringing people back slowly, but at the same time, getting them back acclimated to being on, on site and, and, and doing those things. And so then we went through the summer and the school's continue to have those policies. We understood and I didn't want to interfere and I would hate to get teachers sick or whatever because we were in the building. And so we ended up making a transition to uh, an, another location that we were able to use temporarily for X amount of time in, indefinitely. And so, uh, so it was crazy. And then there was an ice storm in there uh, in, in the uh, fall of 2020. So you have COVID, you have ice storms, you get people getting sick, people not coming to church. You have all of this. And I tell people all the time, like it could drive you crazy if you let it, but you really just got to trust God's going to do his thing. Cause really I can't do anything about any of this except show up and just be an encouragement to people, listen to folks. Uh, but as far as me, I, I couldn't come up with anything. I just pray for his wisdom and get, and get really smart people around me. Yeah. As, as my mom would say, and I thought a lot about this during COVID is uh, worry about the things you can't control and, and don't worry about the rest. Those things you can't just let it go. Every time I wouldn't even listen to the news. Yeah. I had to shut the news off. Yeah. It was too much. It just, made, it, it just got me too upset. In, in the midst of this, you had to transition, as you'd mentioned earlier to a new location. What did, what did that, uh, you know, what was that like and how did that come about? Yeah, like it, I, I'll just be transparent. For me, that's a little bit more challenging to now come to a place and, and it's all, it's like a temporary location where uh, now you got grass to be cut. You got uh, sewer problems. Uh, you have uh, bathrooms getting uh, renovated because you got to have a place to use the restroom. If you stay here or not, you still want a great place. Uh, for people to be able to go to if they have the restroom. Uh, then you got the ice. So there was an ice storm. Now the building is uh, unsecure because uh, the electricity goes out. So you, then you got to go make sure that it's locked up. Uh, so you, you begin to have all these different things that when we were at the school probably went more with my um, – personality because it was more about just being out in the community. You didn't really have to come back because the school was taking care of the building. We paid the school. The school took care of all that stuff. There was a restroom problem. The school took it. There was an internet problem. The school took it because we paid them to do that. Now all of those things come on me where that now I have to be at the building for different things. And, and we thank God for a building. But at the same time, as far as me goes, it's a little different from my personality where I want to be out and about building community, touching people and doing those things. So, uh, it's different, you know, but at the same time, it's good. Yeah. We now have a, a place, a, a, a home that we can get people excited about. They can show up every week and they don't have to tear up and break down. So and you've been here since the beginning. You know what it's like <laughs> to tear up and uh, tear and break down, uh, set up and break down. I'm not the only one. Many, many others oh, yes, have as well. Yes, so, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What you, you, what do you see from that building? Like what is, what is your vision for it, for the new location on Woodlawn. Oh my goodness! So, is it Woodlawn or uh... Wood, Woodland? Woodlawn? <laughs> we he, he, this is like an inside joke between Teddy and I. So, uh, um, yeah. You know, I think it's gonna. I pray that it be a place for great G three for our groups to to grow and and continue to build family there and on and then from that continue to pour over into the rest of our community. Uh, this week I had a, a meeting with DHS. 
uh, talking about utilizing the space for them to be able to come and use that because their location here in uh, Guthrie is closing down. And so I w uh, we're partnering with the Girl Scouts. So the Girl Scouts right now are coming there and picking up their cookies and things like that at that building. So that's what I want. I want to see more of that and our people being able to serve these different entities and organizations uh, because I believe that serving is part of helping us grow because it removes ourselves. Matthew 16, 24, said, Jesus said, hey, if you want to follow me, you have to deny yourself and carry your cross. I think some of serving teaches me that. Like It's like, okay, I don't want to go, but uh, I'm going to put myself to the side. I'm going to carry my cross and I'm going to do this because in that, my prayer is also that when I connect with people, when they see me serving, that they see Jesus in me. And then they want to respond when the Holy Spirit speaks to their heart and, and, and sees that. And so I want to continue to connect with more community agencies, individuals who need space, and how do we help folks in that. But uh, just use it as a big um, facility where we just love a whole bunch of people and help people grow and get and achieve their goals and wins. And I want to make it clear, uh, and you can uh, expand on this, but the the relationship with uh, Guthrie Schools, uh, mm -hmm. you know, there there was a reason we had to leave, and it was it was it, it had nothing to do with that relationship. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, the the relationship we North Church Guthrie has had with the school district has been phenomenal, and and it's been great in that we've been able to better serve the community because of that relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you no, know, there was no. Um, um, animosity or anything like that as far as while we 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 went uh, our separate ways um in in utilizing a different building no there was nothing like that we truly just want to make sure as a leader i just want to make sure that we were keeping people safe especially concerning the schools and the students and things like that because nobody knows where they get covid from oftentimes you know sometimes we can trace it back to something but we just didn't want to have any questions around well the church is meeting in the school is that so we just we just chose not to do that no our relationship is great i was just in dr simpson's our superintendent's office the other day for about 30 minutes just asking questions learning from him uh just thinking through how do we continue to serve so you mentioned earlier the challenges now that you see of, of in the building and having to kind of handle all this stuff. Yeah. You are not, uh, you're not a necessarily a pastor by trade. That's not that's not your background. Uh, you you kind of decided to do this uh, when when North Church got three started. Yeah. What have you learned through all oh, of this, man? People are people. You know, I think um, everybody has a story. And, and those stories are oftentimes different. And I think I've learned the way that I'm continuing to learn to serve people is oftentimes just through listening. Again, um, there's not much that I can do as a person, but there's a lot God can do in people's lives. And so I just got to trust him in that, but position myself to be able to be a resource for folks. And so, um, I, you know, I, I think I would just say, I'll just continue to learn to trust God more. Because there's really nothing I can do. As people, sometimes we want to be able to do so. I want to come along and save Corey. But the more and more I serve folks in this particular role, uh, and I would say just in general, I just learn more and more there's not a lot that I can do. You know, like there's only so much a person can do. It reminds me of Peter whenever they're walking into, uh, they come across a man and he says, Hey, give me some money. And he's like, silver or gold, I have none. But what I do have, and they pray for that individual, and I believe he couldn't walk, and he ends up getting up walking. He, he prayed for him. And essentially that, 
that wasn't Peter and them healing this person. It was God doing the work. And I think that more and more, I just learned to just do that and uh, be okay with that. And sometimes when you walk away from a situation and if you didn't give them something or uh, if you didn't bring food or whatever, a little bit of me is like bummed and distraught. But the more and more I do this, I just learn I'm just going to trust God because he can do so much more than I can. What about what did you learn? You know, you mentioned your uh, your campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, you ran for office. Um, what did you learn during that? And what do you how does that help you in, in your role right now? Yeah, I I think uh, in that, again, I just learned that people are people and everybody's a little bit different because I had to go to a lot of homes and sit down with a lot of people and, and listen to their thoughts. And uh, they asked a lot of great questions and I got a great, I had the opportunity to respond the best I can. And oftentimes in that, in my mind, they would ask questions that I felt like as a believer is like, the only way that's going to get fixed and changed is, is God do something miraculous through us as people or whatever. But uh, I think I just learned that listening again is very important. Uh, being able to um, be okay with the way people's opinions and thoughts about things. Uh, I, I've learned that I can be okay with that. It doesn't, I don't have to push my agenda on people or anything like that. And I learned that I think some people have a challenge with somebody truly just wanting to serve them. Like, I don't have a hidden agenda. I don't have a, anything that um, I'm trying to do outside of just serve you and help this community get better. I think people have a, a challenge with that because they do want you to have some something that you're going to tell them that you're going to go fix or you're going to go change the world. And I'm like, well, I'm going to change the world through serving you. And so I think that's the thing that I learned the most. And that campaign's running a campaign's crazy, and I'm not thinking about it. So, yeah. Did uh, the day to day aspects of running a church? You know, I mean, the, the minutia, the minutia. I mean, you're mm-hmm. you're a you're a loving people person. I mean, uh-huh. that's your strength. But you know, the I don't know that whatever whatever you have to do on a day to day basis is that something that challenges you? Just you know, I, I whatever whatever you have to do to just on a day, whatever you do Monday through Friday. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think it challenged me. I have a great team, North Church, uh, so our Oklahoma City location, between our Oklahoma City location and then people like yourself who uh, serve and work here in Guthrie. Like, it's a great team. And so uh, we all kind of just have learned to play to our strengths. And I have great leadership, uh, Pastor Clint, Pastor Sampson, and then, of course, Pastor Rodney. Uh, they know that I'm I know who I am, and that's kind of the lane that I'm going to stay in, and and they let me do that, and we just work together. Not that they don't challenge me to do some things like uh, sometimes I'm not as strong at following up with certain tasks and things like that. Not that they don't challenge me in that, but I think they they respect who I am, and I respect who they are, and I respect those challenges and that accountability, and I just try to do the best I can. I'm definitely not perfect at it, uh, but most of my week's dealing with just serving people in different ways. from uh it could be a marriage situation it could be something about somebody's kids it could be uh somebody has lost their job or uh people needing food it could be about so all those kind of things dhs needing a a location uh girl scouts needing a place to put their cookies uh you know and then i have my own family you know i gotta certain all that i cannot not serve my own family and so uh that's kind of the 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 week to week and it can all look so differently i think i think there's some um, meetings that I have to do every week. I meet with our production team on Mondays. And then on Tuesdays, I meet with our social media team. 
and then I have just different individual meetings. So there's a lot of that, a lot of meetings. And but in that, I'm listening and just trying to figure out the best way I can resource people to do their job well. Excellent. The, what do you see for the future of this church? What, what what's your vision? Yeah. Oh my God. I, I want to. I have this vision. Of course, we have to love God, love people, follow Jesus, and I think that's exactly the direction that we want to continue to go. And uh, and that can look different uh, to different people. Uh, I think like the way that I may seem to be loving folks could be different than the way other people love. So, love is patient. For example, uh, your patience may look a little bit different than than my patience. You know, uh, but. I want us to continue to 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 raise up, not raise up folks, but see people come into this place where they're truly loving God. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said, hey, the first thing you need to do is love me with all your might, being, and soul, right? Then the next thing he says, love your neighbor as yourself. So go out and love people. And then the third thing, um, he didn't say this, but he, he, did, he did say this. He said, go make disciples in all of the world. And so we want to go make disciples. We want to love God. We want to love people. We want to make disciples because out of us following Jesus, we're bringing people along to follow him too. So, All right. Well, I, I mean, I'm grateful for, for your service. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, Pastor Rodney, Pastor Sampson, Pastor Clint, and everybody else, mm-hmm. both at the Oklahoma City campus and up here in Guthrie, everyone involved, uh, you know, from those volunteers to the to people on staff, uh, people have put on long hours yes. and dealt with the craziest the year in 2020. You don't get much crazier in 2020. Uh, no. and, uh, hopefully 2021 will be uh, a little calmer. We'll be able to uh, get back to a little more sense of normalcy and uh, we'll get to see this church continue to grow and get to see you continue to grow as yeah. uh, as a leader as well. Yeah. So I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you, Corey. You're doing a great job. So All right. Let's thank, keep it up. Thank you, Eddie. Yes, sir. Go in. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Sunday Stories. We'd love you to follow us on Facebook or Instagram. North Church services are live streamed on Facebook or YouTube. Or you can join us for a live physical service every Sunday morning at 9.30 and 11. North Church Guthrie services take place at 2219 Woodlawn Avenue, just off of I-35 and Highway 33. We'd love to see you there. And as always, love God, love people, and follow Jesus.